Welcome one and all to the Super Fun Happy Hour podcast, making Happy Hour seem bitterly ironic since 2009. This is episode five, Tom. It is, and here's the sound of a penny dropping. I wasn't expecting it to be more dramatic, but it bounced off the desk and onto my lap. Well, that that has um, put the whole episode into perspective, I think. Thank you very much. Uh, we have recorded over six hours of podcast fun. Six hours and just four episodes. Well, we've had a lot more than that because we had the film reviews and then the April it's Fool's true. prank and um, what more. So, yeah. Uh, on the show this uh, fortnight, we have uh, some film reviews. It's a Nicolas Cage special, I believe. If you can call it a special with Nick Cage in it. Well, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a Nicolas Cage moment. Oh. Yeah, okay. Uh, we've got Simpsons Countdown, um, plus a quiz as well, the super fun happy quiz, which um, we've already pre-recorded and I know who wins. <laughs> so do I. You'll find out <laughs> later who wins. Um, yeah, plus uh, anything else that comes to mind, really. Yep. Um, so, uh, as Marvin Gaye would say, let's get it on. All right, let's do this thing. Sorry, I'm slightly too excited. You know, it's Easter, I'm happy. I'm happy because tomorrow's my birthday. I know, it's Easter and your birthday. Did you get me any eggs today? How, how's the chocolate situation going? I, I got one egg, which I bought myself. <laughs> your parents don't love you. Actually, I didn't really buy it myself, but Dad bought it me, which is oh, quite okay. nice of them. It was a Top Gear one, see, because actually it was, it, it was a mug with a Top Gear egg. Well, a Top Gear mug, sorry, with an egg. Oh, that, I got a Simpsons one of that ages ago. I still use the mug. I have about three Simpsons mugs. I've got a Homer one, and it's perfect because it's really big, so you can put a lot of tea in it. Ah, I have a big one, but it's a main item one. Uh, you see, um, uh. but I, I, actually, I've got a Guinness one, which is quite big as well. So I do love me tea. They have Guinness Easter eggs. No, a Guinness mug. Uh, I was going to say a Guinness Easter egg does sound quite nice. It does, doesn't it? How else? I wonder. A Guinness flavored Easter egg. James, write that down somewhere. We're going to try and make one. Uh, I haven't got a pen. I'll, I'm sure I'll remember it. Mental note. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Easter, uh, the birth of Jesus Christ. No, the re- resurrection of Jesus Christ. Who cares? It didn't happen. There's a great website. It's called isiteasteryet.com. And you uh-huh. go on it. And if it's Easter, it says either yes or no. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> it's like if someone asks, is it Easter yet? This website. <laughs> yes, no, there you go. I love the internet sometimes. It's like, oh, what was it? Oh, I can't remember. But yeah, that sounds like a great website. <laughs> did, did you get many Easter eggs? Um, I got two, um, both from my mum. Ah, were they big ones? I got a nice big classy style Thornton's one, then I got a Cadbury's Buttons one. Ah. Yeah. Have you eaten them all? I've eaten half the Cadbury's Buttons one and all the buttons that came with it. Oh, dear. <laughs> You'll get fat, you will. I know, well, you know, thank God for metabolisms, I guess, at my age. Mm. Yay! <laughs> Yay! 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 I want to bring something to attention, by the way, before we go any further, and that is James, who is now a huge advocator of Sawyer and Juliet's relationship. No, no Jack and Juliet's relationship in Lust. Oh, here we go. Just one month ago, you couldn't stand the idea of anyone being with Jack but Kate. Was that really a month ago? Okay, maybe two months ago. Oh, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was a bit um, further than that. Well, it doesn't matter. You were completely jate a while back. Uh, well, that was then. This is now. I'm. 
I've caught the Juliet bug. You've had the Juliet bug ever since I've known you. Well, actually, no, ever since I um, started watching Lost and when Juliet came in the show, I was convinced she was evil. But um, Times she's, change, James. She's a funny one. Um, I've got an Easter-based joke for you. An Easter-based joke. Are we going to do this now? Yeah, okay. All right, let's do the Easter-based joke now. Everybody, welcome to James's Easter joke, only on the Superfun Happy Hour. Why did the Easter Bunny hide his eggs? Why? He doesn't want the other buddies to know that he was fooling around with the chickens. That is awful. <laughs> That's not even funny in a bad way. I've just got this off um, a website, easterhumor.com. Apparently you can find humor out of Easter. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, what, what, does the, what does Easter Bunny helpers get for making a basket? Two what? points, just like everyone else. I presume that's a basketball-related joke. I guess so. Um, <laughs> some, they're actually really awful. <laughs> we got some great ones when where, um, where I work, where we had the sandwiches delivered, and the sandwiches had um, Christmas-themed jokes on this Christmas. What do you call someone who's afraid of Santa, James? Oh, I don't know. Claustrophobic. Oh no. <laughs> Why did the Easter Bunny cross the road? Why did the Easter Bunny cross the road? To prove he wasn't chicken. God damn it, that's awful. <laughs> okay, what's the first segment? Let's move on. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> oh dear. Why was the Easter Bunny so upset? Why was the Easter Bunny so upset? He was having a bad hair day. Oh my god, I want to punch you in the face. What did the rabbits do after their wedding? This is the last one. Went on their buddy mood. <laughs> How does a rabbit keep his hair? These aren't Shut Easter up. jokes, they're just rabbit jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you can use these jokes any time during the year. <laughs> Why did the little Easter egg hide? Why? Because he was a little chicken. Oh my. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> Why should you tell an Easter egg a joke? Why? It might crack up. <laughs> Oh, I can see that one coming. <laughs> can we stop now, please? What do you call a rabbit who tells good jokes? Oh, what do you call a rabbit who tells good jokes? Not James. Funny buddy. Oh, God. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> What's the best way to send a letter to the Easter Bunny? What's the best way to send a letter to the Easter Bunny? Send a letter to the Easter Bunny. I said. Hair mail. Right, next. So, lost. I was going to answer for what I'd done. I was going back to be judged. Judged. By whom? What junk? We don't even have a word for it. But I believe you call it the monster. Lost. L lost. Lost. They are lost. Oh, no uh, the first thing I want to talk about before we get into the actual thing is, um, I, you saw the Saeed stand-up, didn't you? That is hilarious. For those who don't know, uh, College Humour, 
ColinTuber.com um, is a video of very, very <laughs> immature videos, and they've done a terrific parody of Saeed doing stand-up on the Day Island. And was, honestly, the first time I saw it, I just couldn't. <laughs> this is like knock knock. Who's there? The monster. The monster. Who? We, do, we don't know. We don't know what the monster is. <laughs> I will put this on the website. You have to watch it. It's absolutely but hilarious. Jack was... and Kate go up the hill. Then Kate comes back down with Sawyer because she's promiscuous. <laughs> <laughs> there was one about Libby as well, I think, which I can't remember for the life. Was it Libby? Uh, oh, yeah, he makes a joke about Libby and then Hurley. And the bed just goes, Nadia's a bitch, man. <laughs> of course, you had the uh, the lovely Sarah Snyder playing Kate. Yeah. Um, which doesn't really do anything for me. Mm. Boo, Kate. Boo. Boo. Go skate. Yay. No. Skate. Yay. Ja it's Jacket, man. Jacket. Jacket Juliet. Should we clarify what that what these names are for? Yeah. Me? In Lost, um, in the Lost World, there's uh, there's four names because there's a, like a, a quadrangle, a love quadrangle. Mm -hmm. um, you've got Jack and Kate, which is Jake. You've got Sawyer and Kate, which is Skate. You got Jack and Juliet, which is Jacket, and um, Sawyer and Juliet, which is Suliet. Suliet, which I think is the worst one. Yeah, to be it is the best one. I think they Suliet. could have made a better one, but um, what are you going to do? What's what, what's the other way around? So Sawyeret, Julioia, Juliet. I don't know. Oh well. <laughs> but <laughs> my favourite island romance of all time has to be Shirley. Shirley, Shirley. Charlie and Hurley. Oh, yeah. I was like thinking, Charlie. <laughs> it's only Charlotte popped away. No? Ah, like that. Um, yeah, I like their bromance. They, they were quite nice. Although, I do enjoy, um, I, I did enjoy, sorry, um, Miles and Hurley talking about time travel. Yeah. I thought, oh, if there, was, was very... I thought if there was a potential for a sitcom or a spin off of Lost, there it is. <laughs> um, but. Uh, or just Miles and Hurley sitting in a room discussing deep topics. I don't know about you, but I'd watch that. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, think Hurley, Hurley, he has just become the comic relief for the show now, hasn't he? Well, I think he always has been the comic relief of the show. Yeah, but before they sort of focused on some mythology of his curse by the numbers, but even that was turned into a joke eventually. Mm. I like how they sort of forgotten about the numbers now. Yeah. I mean, when was the last time the numbers were properly mentioned? They'll make a comeback in Series 6. I, I, I was thinking about this last night. I just don't know how season six is going to pan out because they've got know. they've got about seventeen episodes and sixteen or seventeen episodes, and there's still so much to answer. I know. Although we do sort of half know, you know, we we've got a pretty clear indication just about of what the monster is now. Explain this to me because I'm lost with that. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the. You know, you better turn this down if you haven't seen the nearest episode of Lost and plan to, because these are major spoilers. Um, the you know the the monster now is um, well, it's a it's it judges people on the island, decides whether or not they can stay or go or uh, as in die. Yeah, this is your theory. Yeah, I mean, I I thought about this since season two when, it, you know, it came up to Charlie. Mm. Oh no, it was um, Mr. Echo. Sorry, the first time it met Echo. Yeah, it didn't and, kill him the first time, did it? 
because it, if you, and like you know if you go into the fan sites and everything as it as the camera pans through the monster there are flashes of echo's life and i was just thinking that's you know it knows him it's judging him and it's deciding whether or not he's i suppose worthy to be on the island hmm. that's a good theory i have no idea why it would kill him the second time round though what did he do to, between that and before he died i'm not sure um it's been a while since I've seen that series three. Yeah, well, I've only seen series three once, you see, because I'm, I'm gradually going back back through it again. But um, that's an interesting one. The good thing about the latest episode is that it did answer the question for me, which why did Ben let Alex die? And yeah. it's, it's totally answered it now, because I think the island knew that Alex was going to die, had, that had to die all along. Yeah. Uh, but um, Ben couldn't kill her when it was only a little baby. And obviously, when uh, Kimi was there and killed her, that sort of really um, did what the island were asked it to ask Ben to do originally. Might he really that. did. He really did seem genuinely shocked when Kimi killed Alex, though. Yeah, but I think he knew it had to be done. I, I yeah, you know, I think um, Ben definitely cared for Alex. Yeah, we've seen that from the start. But he knew eventually that. Uh, she had to die, and you know, it was quite a quite a sad moment. Mm. Um, speaking of sad moments, I was having a discussion the other day about uh, sad moments. Also, when uh, Libby died, yeah, that was a really sad. And I was a bit pissed off at the writers because they they wanted to kill Anna Lucia off because she had such a negative reaction with the fans, which is fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. But. To kill Libby off a sort of emotional effect as well, and it is just and poor Hurley. I know it's like when they were in the in the de episode Dave when you know they were standing there. And Libby said something like, "This is real" and stuff like that, and it was like, "It's like, oh, it's so sweet." And then suddenly, you know, Libby's coming to just go get some blankets so they can have a nice time together, and then crazy Michael. Goes and shoots her. You bum me out now, James. I'm bummed now. Yeah. Uh, how about Jack and Juliet, eh? Jack and Juliet, yeah. You really enjoyed Jack putting Kate in her place last week, didn't you? That was absolutely fantastic. That was brilliant because I don't like the new Jack, uh, new you. You didn't like the old one either. I went, take that, you bitch. <laughs> I was so happy. Kate needed to be put in her place. Now all Sawyer needs to do is be put in his place, and I'll be happy. Yeah. Sawyer does need to be put in his place. A bit, yeah. He's got to, and he's using Juliet. Really? He is. Think to about get it. over Kate? No, he's not getting over Kate. You know, this is my theory, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, crazy theory number 28. <laughs> right. Sawyer, when he was on the island and at the beach, Jack was the lead, wasn't he? Yeah. And there was so much tension between Jack and Sawyer because, you know, they were like sort of both really competing for not only Kate's heart, but the sort of leadership as well. And then Sawyer had a bargaining ship when he got all the guns and then he became like the leader and things like that. But then Jack suddenly became the leader again because he had all these plans and things like that to take out um, the, the incoming invasion and things like that. Anyway, Jack left the island, so Sawyer thought, oh, here's my chance to shine. But he's just happened to be put into a situation where he's been slammed straight into, inside Dharmaville, where he's got a brilliant job 
where he is really respected, which is what he wanted. You know, he's tired of being the con man now. He wants to get that. He wants a new life where he's respected. And the only way he's going to get that is if he has a great job, which he has, a beautiful lady, which he has. And, you know, that and everything is what a man who, does, who wants respect needs. Yeah. And he knew that Kate was never going to come back. So he thought, you know, so, sorry, I'm getting things to accept. So I thought, you know, I can take advantage of Juliet here. But as soon as he knew Jack was going to come back again, he thought, you know, I've got a chance here to get one up on Jack for all the aggro that he caused me. Because Jack really, really does love Juliet. Okay. Yep. I understand that. So you think that maybe Jack and Sawyer's rivalry isn't over? No, not by a long shot. You think we're going to see a climactic episode between the two of them at some point? I think we will, and I think it will end up in one of them being killed. I would quite like that. I'm bored of Jack now. No! I'm I'm pretty sure it's between the two of them it's going to be Sawyer that goes, isn't it? If If Jack gets killed off, the show dies. I'm not saying this because I'm a Jack fan, because Jack is lost. He's the first character we saw yeah. in the show, and he will be the last character we see in the show. It's a simple fact of the marriage. Also, I think maybe things are pointing toward the Sawyer death. I mean, we've had him sort of. We know he's. We know that now Kate knows his daughter and things like that. So there's no reason for him to hang around after the island. Mm. He seems pretty hung up on life in Domerville. Do you think he could even fall victim to the purge? Well, I think he is going to be a bit stupid. I think he's going to genuinely think that, oh, I'm good. Because I don't think he believes Faraday's um, theories about time travel. Yeah. I think he believes that he can change the course of time. And that, in itself, means he's going to be involved with the Purge himself. He's going to think, yeah. oh, I could do this. I could take out you know, whatever threat there is going to be. And it is yeah. ultimately going to end up him, him being killed. And that Faraday was right. Um, yeah. Because... Sawyer is pretty stubborn in that way, in that sort of way. So I think that is how if Sawyer will die, either he will die from that or he will come to blows with Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I just want Jack and Juliet together. <laughs> I can't stand here and Sawyer together. It's just oh annoying. Well, would you would you burst into tears should Jack and Kate be together in the final episode? Um, no, I wouldn't. I'd be, I wouldn't be angry. I wouldn't be disappointed. I'd be just content with it. Yeah. But I think the ideal ending would be is that Jack and Juliet would be together because they are more suited for each other. You know, they both. Wanted I think to, so. They both wanted to go home. They're both. Juliet's gone. just more fun than Kate. Yeah, Kate's boring. She is. She's really boring. For a fugitive, she is boring. <laughs> You know, and plus she bed hops all the time. She needs to get she a does. priorities right. She's pregnant. promiscuous. Is she pregnant though? No. You don't think so? I don't see what the point in that storyline would be anyway. Well, they needed to make a proxy on three one six. Claire was pregnant, so why can't Kate not be pregnant? Mm-hmm. Well, whatever. Um, I had a th- thought about think about this. The ones that didn't go back didn't have their proxy. For example, um. Son never did have gin, did she? Okay. On the, on the fly. Yeah. Yeah, so she didn't go back. And who else was it? 
Ben didn't go back because he wasn't even on the flight in the first place. Yeah. And nor did uh, Frank didn't go back because he wasn't on the flight in the first place. Okay. Yeah, no, that sounds fair enough. Because Jack had his uh, proxy. He had, take, he had to take the coffin back. Um, but then Kate went back pregnant, taking Claire's place. So she went back. Ellie went back with the guitar. Guitar, which means he was Charlie. Yep. Um, so Saeed went back because he was the fu- uh, he was fugitive uh, yep. in Kate's place. Locke, however, I don't get why did he didn't get back. Yeah. Uh, because Locks was taking the place of. Um... Maybe he didn't have his wheelchair. That's true. Because Locke took the place of Christian. Yeah. Um... I'll have to have a think about that one. But uh... I, I I bloody love Lost. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. It's no, one, I... it's one of the best TV programs on on ever. To be honest. Absolutely. It's such a shame that it's nearly over. Yeah. Like, well, really new. I'm glad that um, that is they have got like a, a fixed amount of storylines because I know something like this would have a chance to spew over and it'll get too yeah. silly. But um, <laughs> um, anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. We're going to do a lost seg, a big lost special next episode. Um, if it's right with you, Tom. That's absolutely fine. Uh, because we've got a couple of people that want to talk about Lost, so make sure yeah. you email in or tweet in if you've got any theories about Lost. Okay, then. So that's Lost. It is. They are Lost. Okay, Tom. Yes. I was watching Britain's Got Talent last night, and uh, mm-hmm. I was thinking it's a guilty pleasure of mine, and I was thinking... Do you have any guilty pleasures on TV? Any guilty pleasures on TV? Um, and I know there's a big one. I know there's a big one of yours because you're back into it now. I'm not back into it, but I've, I've certainly been keeping an eye on it recently. <laughs> Are we going to do that now? Because I, I want to talk about Doctor Who as well. That's a guilty pleasure of mine. That is. Uh, did you watch it yesterday? Of course I, I did. I, I was, it's such a camptastic cheese fest. <laughs> It really is. It's wonderful, really, isn't it? It is. It's so fabulous. My favourite line of the whole episode was, um, oh, what was it? It goes, I need something gold. Here, take yeah. this. No, I need... Th- it, it is, is gold. Well, they saw you coming. Well, that, was, <laughs> that was brilliant. Um, but for me, David Tennant's sort of ruining the show now. I think he's taken the sort of the over-enthusiastic doctor mm. a bit too far. I've, I've, plus, I'm more of a Christopher Eccleston fan anyway. So. Absolutely, as am I. He, he was the most better doctor. He was badass. I'm hoping that Matt Smith can bring back the sort of low-key, nice, you know, just sort of sub- more subdued doctor, I suppose. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but have you got anything you want to add about Doctor Who? Doctor Who? Um, not really. I mean, I'm looking forward to the next episode. It looks quite... It looks very Moffat-y. When he starts uh, in the new series, doesn't he? He starts writing in the new series? Yeah, he's the chief writer for the next series. Excellent. I can't wait for that because I'm a bit annoyed with uh, Russell T. Davis. I know, I've never I've never really enjoyed Russell T. V. Russell T. for quite a while now. But um, I thought uh, the end of the last series was so, so annoying. I expected a diff- better ending than that, but it was like... So did minutes. I. The ending was like 20 minutes of love... It was. It was. I wanted something big. I wanted a twist. Yeah, but we got a big sort of a big twist in the last one. You know, uh, the um, one of the persons on the um, on the bus 
told the doctor something bad was going to happen. Oh yeah, that that should be good. He will knock four times, which obviously means uh, I think that will lead to his regeneration to uh, Matt the Big Chin Smith. Yes, and um, I think we're going to see the Master back at some point. Uh, I hope so, but I I'm not going to have big expectations after the brilliant performance Johnson gave us him. I think I may be wrong, but I think that John Sim may or may not actually be back for an episode. I hope he is. He was fantastic as the master. He was. I loved he him. Absolutely. And that, that sort of story arc was terrific. I actually really enjoyed that because I love seeing John Sim in that sort of eccentric role. It was absolutely terrific. It was fantastic. I, I, I really do love John Sim as a whole, actually. Just his face and he's very much he's got a really he looks like Tom York doesn't he he's more he's a more handsome less Weasley Tom York he just looks like a pretty nice guy yeah that's a Doctor Who I hope it gets better in season 5 I really do I do too for the sake of the show um, speaking of other guilty pleasures uh, this isn't a guilty pleasure I will freely admit to watching this and I watch it every year Wrestlemania was on last Sunday Wrestlemania the um, biggest wrestling showcase of the year biggest event in sports entertainment exactly um i i've got no shame in admitting that i watch it um and i did thoroughly enjoy up to the end i thought the ending was a bit rubbish it was Um, really quite rubbish (laughs) the the thing is with wrestling and a lot of people get this as well i think they're ashamed to admit they like it because it is fake it is just storylines being thrown around the ring but i see it from the point of view that the actors are absolutely fantastic yeah. They're terrific athletes and some of the storylines are actually quite good. And events like WrestleMania, stuff like the ladder matches and the Undertaker and Shawn Michaels match, mm-hmm. it's reasons why I love it because they they do it so well. The thing is you have to appreciate the fact that they're acting live at the same time as throwing themselves around and trying to be athletes. And there's always that that line. If you step over that line something could go wrong. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's happened a lot in the past with wrestling and you know it's amazing to think people like that put their bodies on the line just to entertain others and um, oh yeah I, I thoroughly enjoyed Wrestlemania um, and uh, it was quite funny to see once I mentioned there a lot of other people came out of the woodworks and said, yes I'm watching it too yeah, <laughs> so, I, that happened to me a lot as well but, uh, I think once when one person starts off the chain that's it um <laughs> But uh, I, I enjoyed uh, wrestling as a whole. Uh, that's another one of my guilty pleasures. I've got to say, I um, watched SmackDown the other night as well to continue with this. Um, I, uh, I haven't seen SmackDown yet. I oh, really... it was Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy had a um, had a stretcher match. A, st- a stretcher match? Yeah. <laughs> they have to, you have to get one onto the stretcher and then roll them over the finish line, which is at the top of the runway. Oh, dear. I'm gonna have to, don't, don't tell me what happens. I'll have to download it. Okay. Um, but at the same time, even watching that, it amazes me how we well, you know that more genuine injuries don't happen so often. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of a lot of the bumps and all the falling onto the back and everything. Yeah. I don't know about you, but that would that would hurt. <laughs> I mean, they must train for years on how to take a punch as well as you know deliver one. Yeah, definitely, absolutely, definitely. I mean, obviously, some of the punches are fake. Oh no! In fact, the punches are probably one of the worst simulated parts of the wrestling. Mm. But um, again, there's still a degree of, um, of of a learning curve that you have to do while watching it. So, I mean, 
I enjoy it. I think it's great, you know, not just because of the storylines, but they are fantastic athletes. But it is definitely a guilty pleasure. And, you know, we have to say this, the Undertaker-HBK match. Terrific. Absolutely terrific. One of the best in WrestleMania history. One of the best matches I've ever seen. And, you know, in my short wrestling watching, it has to be said, I, wa- I watched it through 2002, 3 and 4. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was... Um, it was good. I, I saw a lot of good stuff back in the day. I think, as well as that, I think Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship has to be up there. Mm. I think. My, well, I've watched WrestleMania every WrestleMania for the past ten years, mm-hmm. and that Taker HBK match was up there with the Rock and Hogan match from X8. Yeah, and, and I thoroughly enjoyed that match completely. Um, but uh, yes. Wrestling, a guilty pleasure. <laughs> Definitely, a guilty pleasure. Um, other guilty pleasures, uh, a lot of stuff on Disney Channel. Like I d- oh, James, Hannah, really? Mon- Hannah Montana. No, no, come on, not S- Hannah Montana. Save S- yourself some dignity. The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, and more recently on Cartoon Network, Ben Ten. No, I haven't watched any of those. Um, I'm not saying you're missing out on much, but they <laughs> really are, really, really are a. A guilty pleasure for those. A lot of kids' stuff is guilty pleasure. I have to say, I enjoy a lot of Friends as well. Still, that's a real guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah, I can watch that a lot, uh, a lot of times. I mean, it's got a reputation as quite a girly show, I suppose now. Mm. But no, I really love it still. Obviously, J- um, I'm a big, well, I'm a big fan of the Bamboozle episode. <laughs> oh, let's play Bamboozle, <laughs> Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> it's got a great line in it as well when Chandler's refusing to choose a Google card. Choose, yeah. you jackass. <laughs> and also, there's. there's well, the... Joey, I'm a headhunter. Hi, Rasputin. <laughs> I just bamboozled Chandler. It's not a sexual thing or anything. <laughs> and I was. I was. For some reason, a quote from Friends popped into my head last night. It was fantastic. It was um, when um, Chandler was trying to quit the gym. Yeah, and uh, Ross suggests they go to the bank and close their accounts. And Joey turns right and says, "Oh, now we won't be bank buddies." Chatter just turns and says, "Now there's two reasons." <laughs> <laughs> I love that as well because it's it's actually really mean. Chatter has got such a dry edge to it, but um, it's fantastic. It's Chandler's silly comedy is sort of you know it, it it works really well for like people like us, I suppose. Yeah, he's. <laughs> If it wasn't for Chandler, I don't think we'd like it half as much. Chandler's definitely my favourite character in the show. Um, I'll have to say, one of my favourite episodes ever, entirely carried by David Schwimmer, is the one where Ross is fine. I'm fine, I'm fine. Entirely carried by David Schwimmer that time. Okay, it's time for the super fun Happy Quiz, a quiz show about film, television, music, and general knowledge. Um, Pretty general stuff, really, Tom, don't you think? Yeah, well, you know, this is the stuff that we've been talking about for weeks on here, so I'm feeling pretty confident about it. Uh, the rules are pretty simple. We have seven questions for each team. Seven, I don't know why seven. Um, whoever gets the most right out of that. And if it's a tie, then it goes to a lightning round. Um, which I think <laughs> is uh, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, there's four categories, TV, film, music and potluck. Uh, each team has to choose at least one question from each category. Um, and you can choose as many as you like for the rest. And our first contestant is Joe. Hello, Joe. Hello. And where are you from, Joe? 
Um, I'm from Yorkshire. Yorkshire. You don't sound like you have a Yorkshire accent. I can hear oh, a twinge. That's because I'm from a posh part of Yorkshire. Ah, excellent. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself, Joe. Um, there, well, there isn't really much to tell. Yeah. Um, I've just finished school and I'm not really sure what I'm doing with myself right now. Sitting at home. Yes. Looking at porn. Uh, most likely. <laughs> It's, it's okay, I've got... I won't judge you for it, don't worry. Um, Tom, Tom, you'll be kept, uh, playing against Joe. Tom, you're representing Earth Joe, you're representing the listeners, so I, I guess you'll want to get off to a good start. Uh, Joe, I, I asked you to get a keyword for a buzzer for the lightning round, in case you need it. Have you come up with one? Um, I did, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> um... Uh, let's go with Queef. Queef. Uh, and Tom? I've got shit. That's right, yeah. Shit. Okay. Right, we'll start the quiz. Good luck to both of you. Um, Thanks, James. Just to let the listeners know, Tom has not seen the questions, even though we do host the show together. So he has I no really idea. He, he James has no is too noble for that kind of thing. I am. Uh, as the listener, Joe, you get to go first, so you can choose a TV, film, music, or potluck. Okay, yeah. Uh... Let's go for TV. Okay, TV first. You'll like this one. What was the name of Sawyer's conning partner in the last episode, The Long Con? Long Con. Um, I actually can't remember. Oh. Is that you giving up? <laughs> Hold on. Let... He's not Googling this, is it? Is he? No, I'm not. I'm not. Um... No, I can't remember. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I'm not going to offer the point to you, Tom, but I'm going to pass it over. Do you know no, what? No, I, I, I don't know. The answer was Gordy. Oh, uh, yeah. Quite, quite a tough one for you then. Um, Tom, you'll go. Um, well, just to get the hard ones out of the way, I'll go for music first. Okay, music. Who is the lead singer of Blondie? Blondie. Yeah. <laughs> what? Who is the lead singer of Blondie? Is I don't that... know. You don't, don't know? know? Okay. No. I'm not going to offer the point to Joe, but I'm going to pass it over. Do you know? Uh, Debbie Harry. That's correct. Well done. Say, so, Tom, your game better improve. <laughs> After one round, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. It's 0-0 nil, nil so far. <laughs> Joe, your turn. Pick a category. Uh, let's go for film. Film. Okay. In, in Back to the Future, how many gigawatts did the flux capacitor require? I have no idea. <laughs> no idea? I've seen that film once when I was about nine. Alright, okay. No point offered, um, Tom, but I'm going to pass it over. Embarrassingly, I haven't seen Back to the Future in quite oh, a while either. No, what is wrong with you two? <laughs> the answer was 1.21. Okay. Uh, Tom, for, Tom, for a, a film journalist, your film knowledge is shocking. Shut up. I love <laughs> it's not early. shocking. It's better than mine. Anyway, Tom, you still choose... You call it in Piss off. Choose a category. Come on. All right. Um, um, potluck. Potluck. Okay. What is chromophobia? And if you say the fear of something, I'm going to kill you. Jesus. Shit. Um... I, I don't know. Puzzle Swing, have a guess. A band. 
No, it's the fear of colours. You just said if it's a fear of something, I'll yeah, hurt you. the fear of something. Just the sentence, a fear of something. Don't you get the phone? Oh, oh Tom, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. Round, after round two, still nil-nil. Joe, two's a category. Um, music. Okay. Who wrote the lyrics to Do the Bartman? It's Michael Jackson. That is a correct answer. Well oh, done. Please. I was going to make you sing it for a bonus point, but I won't. Oh, that's good. Tom, yeah. pick a category. Yep. Television. Television. Okay. Who was fatter? That's with an F, not PH. Uh, Keenan or Kel? Keenan. Correct answer. Well done. To round three, one all. Right. Joe, pick a category. Uh, potluck. Okay. What is Tintin's dog called? Oh, God. No, I don't know. Okay, no point on offer. Tom, I'm going to throw it over anyway. Do you know? Fuck it, Rufus. No, it's Snowy. Oh, it's... <laughs> Rufus. <laughs> it's a dog name. Okay. Tom, your yep. turn. Um, film, please, James. I'm actually dreading this one, because if I get it wrong, I'm going to be so upset. Which pop star appeared in the original Street Fighter movie alongside Jean-Claude Van Damme? Oh, fuck. I don't know, Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay, no point on offer, but I'm going to throw it over to Joe. Uh, again, I have absolutely no idea. Kylie Minogue. Huh. Okay. Tom, you are really awful. Shut up. <laughs> right. What's that? Three rounds or four rounds? Four rounds. That's yep, four one rounds. Round. Okay. Okay. Joe. Joe. Pick a, pick a category. Um, let's have TV. TV. Okay. Pinky and Perky try to do what every night? Oh, I can't remember. Okay. Tom, no point. Take over the world. Well done. Take over the world. Okay, Tom, pick a category. Um, I'll go for TV. All right. Who played Sabrina, the teenage witch? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You awful man. Jesus. Going to have to hurry up. Shit. Um, oh, God. It's, it's a double-barreled name, isn't it? I'm afraid the time is up, Tom. Joe, I'm going to throw it over. Not for a point, though. Melissa Joan Hart. Correct. Well done. Right, after five rounds, still one all. <laughs> Joe. I've got two, haven't I? No, you got one. No, you got two. Have you got two? Oh, James. No, you've got one. I would have put it down if you had two. Oh, I thought I had two. Oh, well. Right, still one. But Joe, pick a category. Um, Let's go for music. Okay. What was the name of the Arctic Monkeys debut album? Whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. Correct. You have two points, Joe. Well done. Tom, pick a category. Hot luck. Hot luck. (laughs) All right, then. Who are Bella, Milo, Fizz and Jake collectively known as? (laughs) Shit. What's wrong with me? Oh, hold on. The tweenies. Correct. Well done. Yes! Well then, Tom, you have no life for knowing that. Yes! I'm so happy. Right, final round. Joe, pick a category. Um, 
Let's go for films. Film, okay. The Nakatomi Plaza building featured Die Hard is what building in real life? Oh, God. I have no idea. Do you want to take a guess? Um. No. <laughs> Tom, do you want to have a guess at it? Uh, yeah, no. It's the Fox Plaza. Oh, I would have got that. Okay, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> right, Tom, if you get this right, you've won. All right. So pick carefully. Right, um, television. Television, okay. Who plays Joy in My Name is Earl? Um, oh, not again, not again, come on. Jamie, is it Jamie? I'm not saying it until I have your final answer. Please don't, no. But I have to hurry you. <laughs> I don't know. The correct answer was, uh, unless, Joe, do you know? Uh, no, I don't. It was Jamie Presley. So after <laughs> seven rounds, it's two all. Lightning round time, Okay. You both know the rules. 45 seconds to answer as many questions as you can. Um, this could be quite messy. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah. Joe, let's hear your buzzer. Queef. And uh, Tom, let's hear your buzzer. Shit. That's brilliant. That's fantastic. Both of you on your buzzers. And the time starts. Wait for it. <laughs> now. What is the name of Mandy Moore's character in Scrubs? Shit. Tom. Julie. Julie what? Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm going to have to hurry up. Oh, get Julie King? I don't Julie, know. Julie Quinn. Uh, oh, fuck. Who so directed fun. the original Batman film? Shit. Tom. Tim Burton. Correct. <laughs> what does the V stand for in DVD? Queen. Joe. Versatile. Correct. What is the legal drinking age in the USA? Quid. Joe. What? 21. Are you kidding me? Who is, Michael, who is Michael Evis? Quid. Tom. Runs Glastonbury Festival. Correct. Uh, Barack Obama represents which party? Quid. Joe. Um, the Democrat. Correct. And time is up. And after that, finals round, the lightning round, your total scores are... Tom, you have four, but this episode's winner with five is Joe. Oh, yes. Give her a round of applause. Well done, Joe. Have you got a speech prepared? Um, no. <laughs> well, as a prize, you keep your dignity intact, and also you receive a lifetime subscription to the, uh, the Boxy Monthly Picture subscription, which I am currently running. How does that feel? great not sure what it is but awesome anyway um thank you very much for appearing on the show um it's been a pleasure and you have also proven tom to be as thick as shit yeah shut up jake i swear to god i said shit before him on the second from last question well you can listen to that back on the podcast can't you tom I think no. Honestly, I think I think we're going to listen to this right. I'm going to get the recording. I'm going to show you that I said shit first. Are you quest- Are you questioning my authority? I'm questioning your authority. Right. Well, I'm going to ignore you from now on. Tom. Seriously, Jay, I mean you were fucking done professionally. Whatever, Joe. Thank you very much for taking part. Thank you. And um, good luck with the porn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Whatever. And Tom. 
Shut up, James. You shut up. Thank you very much. <laughs> right, now it's time for the bit, the serious bit of the whole podcast. Uh, Tom's going to review a couple of films for us. It's a Nicolas Cage special. Tom? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. What so happened I, there? I, I, was expecting you to, I was expecting you to carry on. No, I, I, how can I carry on after Nicholas Cage? Okay, I don't, okay fine, fine, fine. Okay, okay fine. Um, yeah, Nicholas Cage special this week. I'm going to be reviewing Knowing, which is in cinemas now, and The Wicker Man, which was in cinemas in 2006, and hopefully will never be back in the public eye again. <laughs> which one do you want first, James? I'm going to leave it up to you. Oh, I don't know. I've, I think I'm spoiled for choice. Um, I, in Nicholas Cage's defence. I no, enjoy. not in Nicolas Cage's defence. Choose a film and let's get on with it. No, I just want to say, I, <laughs> I, I kind of enjoyed Ghost Rider. Mm. Because the reason why is, also, Nicolas Cage was a big fan of it and he wanted to do the part. And he's not exactly these big Hollywood execs who come to him and said, yes, let's get Nicolas Cage in. You know, Nicolas Cage wanted to do the part genuinely. I thought that was quite nice. The film was all right as well. But, uh, all right, let's go for... Uh, um, I don't really care, to be honest. Choose one. The first one. Knowing. Yeah, knowing. Knowing in cinemas and now is, um, in a nutshell, the story of a man whose son um, finds, I'm going to say finds, even though there's a big old mythology before this, but whatever, he finds a big sheet of numbers. He found a big sheet of numbers. Okay, fine. He gets a big sheet of numbers through certain events. I'm not going to, it's not even a spoiler, but I don't want to really bother going into it. He gets a big sheet of numbers, and um, Nicolas Cage discovers that those numbers are actually dates and indications of um, the biggest, um, the biggest tragedies and the biggest disasters, I suppose, um, throughout the last fifty years, um, and how many people died during those disasters, and also several that are to come. Mm. Um, so you know, it's basic Nicolas Cage sci-fi fanfare. Um, to be honest, and I'm going to start this off, it's not nearly as bad as people would think. In fact, I maintain that it's probably his best film since the first National Treasure. Um, I was just, just going to say, actually, um, I think you could spoil the film, because I think we're providing a service to people, really. You know, I think we could save them £6 just to spoil the film for them. Save them six pounds as well. I don't know. I'd quite like people to see this one. Make their own minds up. Uh, it, it is an ending that requires uh, uh, that requires an open mind. But at the same time, I think no. I, I I'm not going to spoil it. Sorry, James. Oh, you just want to know what happens, don't you? Yeah. So I'd have to yeah. see it. I'll tell you later. Oh, right, okay. Okay. That's fine. But um, it's really not nearly as bad as you'd think. I mean, Nicolas Cage isn't that great, um, obviously, but it's got Rose Byrne in it, and we like her, don't we, James? Yeah, she's uh, fat. she's fantastic. Stop saying fat. Fat. That's James's word of the week, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I've got a new word now. What is it? Jacket. <laughs> Carry on. Right. Um, so yeah, knowing um. Oh, you've thrown me off now. Or was it me that threw me off? I can't remember where this tangent went off. Right, whatever. Um, hey, Roseburn. Yeah, she's really good. The kids in it are really good. Everything apart from Nicolas Cage and certain cheese moments are all really good. There is a point in the film 
which was brought to my attention by um, Mark Hamod before I saw the film. Um, but I, I was looking forward to seeing this because it, I thought, oh, it can't be as ridiculous as it sounds. And that's when he says that the film features a moose on fire. And I went to see the film thinking, okay, it can't be actually a moose on fire. And about halfway through the film, lo and behold, a moose, as in, you know, the one that looks slightly like a deer, crashes out of the forest on fire. There's a moose on fire. I mean, it is as ridiculous as it sounds. And it's at that point in the film where you're just like, is this a bit too much? And then certain other things happen, you think, yeah, this is probably a bit too much. At the same time as that, it brings a lot to the table that a lot of other sci-fi films are slightly too scared to do. There's no... it's I, I, As much as I like innocuous endings, there's innocuous endings, and then there's non-answering questions for the sake of it. And I think knowing strikes a nice balance between leaving a cliffhanger ending and at the same time sort of... Um, I don't know what the word is. It just sort of... It, 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 it doesn't change what it originally set out to go for. Mm. Um, it doesn't... When people... Um, okay, I'm going to spoil a bit here. In fact, I'm going to spoil a lot here. Fuck it, I'm going to spoil it. Um, it. At the point where um, he discovers the last set of numbers is 33. I mean, the last... Um, the amount of people that are going to die is 33 in the last prediction. And he thinks, oh, it can't be that bad then. And then um, Rose Byrne, who is the woman who wrote the prediction's daughter, says that her mother always used to write certain letters backwards. And he discovered that 33 is not actually 33, but EE, as in everyone else. So the final prediction is going to be something that kills everyone on Earth. And actually, it does. There's, you know, they don't try and prevent it. Nothing does prevent it. Everyone dies at the end of knowing. The whole world comes to an end. What a crap ending. They it's bottled really... that, didn't they? What? They bottled that, didn't they? They didn't bottle it. That's what I'm saying. They didn't They didn't bottle it by saying, right, you know what? They're going to get out of this. They didn't say, right, you know what? You know, this, this, and this is going to happen, and the whole world is going to be saved, and everyone's going to have sex yeah. to celebrate surviving. Yeah, I see. So it's a nice twist on the Hollywood cliche. There's always guess... a happy ending. I guess so. I mean, although at the same time there is, you know, that's not exactly the ending as two um, as the two children, um, Nick Cage's child and um, Rose Burns' child, are in fact saved and go off to what we can assume is a different planet. Hmm. <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it is ridiculous. But when was a film featuring numbers predicting events not going to be ridiculous. I don't see why people say, oh, it's such an unbelievable ending to something where a psychic child has, pre has predicted 50 years of the Earth's history. Hmm. I can't see how those two things... I can't see how there can be a ridiculous ending in something like that. It's a contradiction in terms. Hmm. I, I just think we've seen the numbers thing before we've lost. And number 23 and things I, like that. Yeah. Well, we've seen everything before. There's a plane crash in Knowing as well. Really? Yeah, big plane crash. Was it on a magical island? <laughs> it wasn't on a magical island. And Nick Cage isn't actually on the plane at the time. Oh, right. But still, there's coincidences with Lost. I guess so, but... Uh, don't get me started on coincidence with the Lost damn heroes. <laughs> okay, um, in summary then, knowing... In, in summary, knowing, on my blog I've given it three stars, which I think is... You know, it's a, it's a decent score, I think. And... Um, Respectable. It's respectable, exactly. And um, I, well, I fully expect not as many people to like it, but 
you might as well go for it. It's a decent enough spring film. Excellent. Okay, on to the second Nicolas Cage film. The Wicker Man. I have been waiting so long to talk about The Wicker Man. I okay. saw it I saw it last year for the first time um, with a friend in the summer. We were very bored. We decided, to, we decided to watch a film. It turned out to be The Wicker Man. It was on Sky Movies. Thank God we didn't pay for it. It is quite possibly the worst film I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. I mean that without exaggeration. I implore you to watch this film, James. It's just... It's, I don't know what it, it's just it's not even so bad it's good mm. it's it's so bad do you think how could they possibly have not stepped back at any point in this film and thought you know what this is a bad film isn't it we're not making a good film here do you know do you know what? I actually want to watch this film because I say that the the worst film I've ever seen in my life is doA dead or alive the mm-hmm. film based on the video game if anyone hasn't seen it please see it to see how rubbish it is I haven't so, seen it Please see. Okay. Get it off your generic rental service. Please. It's that okay. bad. Um, okay. So I want to see this film now to see if it actually is bad, because that is really my benchmark. Oh, it truly is bad. There's, I'm going to um, talk about a few points here. He threatens, a wo- he threatens a woman off a bike with a gun. Off a bike? Off a bike. She's riding a push bike, and he threatens her off it with a gun. While he's dressed as a bear. All right. He then punches at least three women dressed as a bear, and the whole thing—it just a sentence. It just—you just think, okay, this is fair enough. Then suddenly he's running around in a bear suit, punching people, and you just think, okay, come on, that's do, enough, Nick Cage. Do you think it's a bad film, or they just had budget problems? It's not that. It's definitely not the budget problems. It, think maybe instead of the bike, it was meant to be a car. Instead of a bear costume, it was meant to be something else. Okay, it definitely wasn't that. But this is based on this is based on a cult film back in. It might be. I can't remember. It's an old film, the fifties maybe. It was the Wicker Man. It was based. It was really good. Um, set on an island in Scotland. They changed it. Christopher Lee was in the original. Yeah. They changed it all, and um, all the inhabitants... It, first of all, the island is now in America. All the inhabitants are now women. They've got an extra storyline going on, whereas, you know, what's wrong with men? What's going on with all the men? It's really fucked up. The whole film is just really fucked up. And it's almost... It, I don't know. It's not even scary, but it's just... There's absolutely no point to the horror that they're putting into the film. There is absolutely no point to it. And... Mm. The ending is terrible. Everything's terrible. I can't even think of what to say. People need to see it. Really, the ideal review for this would be if I was in a room with all the listeners watching The Wicker Man so I could point out everything that was wrong with it. I think I can't give a good enough review. What people need to do is actually... Watching it is the review in itself. There is no way this film could be review- could be viewed as a good film. If you want a bad review, see it for yourself and let your brain do the thinking for it. Did you give it any stars on your blog? I've given it one star because I don't do zero stars. But... Should you just give it an honourable mention? An honourable mention. A dishonourable mention. A dishonourable mention. It's it's up there with St. Trinian's and The Happening for, the, for some of the worst films I've ever seen. Excellent. Oh, I was going to say something about um, M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan, yeah. Apparently he's directing a Lost episode soon. What? I'm not sure. I think it's lost. Apparently, mm. he's directing one too. That could be all right. Um, listeners, don't quote me on that. I'm not too okay. sure. Um, sounds 
sounds weird, but fine. He's also doing um, a film of the popular anime Avatar The Last Airbender. I hate that. What? I hate Avatar. Really? I don't get it. I was watching it the other day and I just don't get it. I haven't seen it, but I don't know. Dev Patel is going to be in it as well, so... Dev Fest. Dev Fest. Exactly. Um, what else did I want to say? I had something else to say, but I can't for the life of me remember. You had a little ditty on uh, the boat that rocked. Oh, yeah, a little ditty on the boat that rocked. I saw it. I loved it. It's the best film of the spring. You should go see it too. A full review coming soon. A uh, full review stuff on my blog. I'm not going to do it next week. Fair enough. Um, so I'm not going to review the boat that rocked everybody. What? Uh, read it on my blog. Is there a link to my blog on the podcast site? I will do it. You bastard, I've linked the podcast on my blog site. I need to make a links page with all our Twitter and things like that, but I will do it, promise. Okay. Um, thank you very much for that, Tom. No problem. As you know, we've been counting down our top 20 episodes. Um, we're at number seven now. We're getting to the really good ones. Seven six five four three two. So we're gonna have a special episode on the number one episode. Yes, it'll be a special Simpsons episode. Oh, good. Um, which will dedicate a whole episode, not a whole episode, a whole segment to the number one, which, in my opinion, deserves it. Yes, me too. Um, anyway, number seven on the list is the um, is you only move twice. Sorry, I couldn't read one. Number seven. Yeah. you only move twice. Yes. Fantastic episode featuring Sorry. Albert yep. Brooks. Albert Brooks, yes, who I don't know who he He's is. He's an, uh, an actor who was in a film I was watching yesterday. Played the voice of Nemo, I think. If I no, not Nemo, the other, the, the, the older fish. Um, uh, no, the blue one. Oh, I can't remember. I've, he certainly sounds like Nemo's dad. I've never watched all of Finding Nemo all the way through. Really, it's a great film. I, uh, I'm a big Pixar fan, although I really didn't like The Incredibles. I didn't think Cars was that good. No, Cars wasn't that good either, but The Incredibles are noisy just because people think it is great, whereas Cars everyone accepts is a bit average. But uh, Albert Brooks was in Finding Nemo and also played the part of um, Hank Scorpio. Yes. Scorpio! Probably one of my favourite one, one-shot characters in... Whatever. Well, he appeared again in the, um, well, not uh, Hank Scorpio, but Al Brooks did the voice of, um, oh, what's his face? Simpsons movie. Ross Cargill. Oh, Ross Cargill. Yeah, yeah, he was in that. I watched that the other day. It was on Sky. Mm. Yeah, Sky. Oh. That's... For those who don't know, James's Sky has died. In... Well, actually, his Sky Plus and his Sky HD have died. They, they, they went boom. Not literally, but... I'm not in uh, I'm not in good mood about that so let's not talk about it oh and I do want to talk about something before we get on with um, you only move twice James go on in two weeks time you will be competing in the super fun happy quiz representing the super fun happy hour is this correct that's correct should you lose I'm going to issue you a challenge okay you will for episode six uh, well you know for the episode um, for the episode after our episode um, for the what am I saying for the episode after the quiz that you partake yeah. in should you lose you will not be able to mention HD that's horrible in any form that's really horrible but, um, 
Because uh, I know James loves his HD. I think I could go for that. I could do that. <laughs> no HD. Absolutely no. No HD. If you... No HD. Okay. Um, <laughs> back to The Simpsons. Um, yep. We haven't talked about this episode at all yet. We've been going for about five minutes. Thereabouts. Um, okay, okay. This has got one of my favourite lines in it from The Simpsons because it just doesn't make any sense, really. And, and it's like the thing we talked about last time, how The Simpsons have been a bit silly. But it was it was it was yeah. smart silly, and it's the line of "Ever see a man say goodbye to a shoe?" Yes, once. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those throwaway lines that it well, just does really well, doesn't mm. it? Uh, I, I just I, that line has always stuck in my in my head for like God knows how long. Um, but I like Hank Scorpio as well. He's a very sort of a very quick-witted person, and uh, yeah, I could imagine if he was my boss, I would stay there. His first speech is absolutely fantastic. Oh, when he comes in with the, um, yeah. the running. Mm. Uh, and, uh, we don't have bumps margin. If we did, they, would be, they wouldn't be rushed. They would be allowed to go at their own pace. I'm in the middle of the fun, fun run. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, another thing I like as well from, from that episode is when Homer showed them the video and all the things are changing. And yeah. so you got that picture of a bum and then he just changes into a mailbox. <laughs> Do you remember? No, James, I don't remember. That, You're not funny. That definitely happened <laughs> in the episode. No, I know it happens. I was just trying to ruin your mind. Stop it. Stop it now. So, um, so yeah, but the, 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 the bum becomes a US mailbox. Uh, let's go. All right. Um, I can't remember what we were talking about. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the whole episode is a, just a showcase for, you know, the one-liners and good comedy writing. Yes, definitely. It's really, it's really one of those episodes that rather than ha- um, focusing on even though it does have a nice story where Homer learns his lesson it really does focus more on just you know look how funny we can be mm. I think it's nice because Homer actually got everything he wanted out of life yeah and, and it just it still has a bad side all the rest of the family you know were suffering and it's nice Homer gave up that happiness to go back to everything to go back to Springfield just for the sake of his family yeah it is nice it doesn't prove that Homer is such a big oaf <laughs> And he doesn't care about anyone when really he has got a heart of gold. And he can actually tackle a loafer quite well. <laughs> I like the bit, the, it's quite a dark <laughs> moment actually, when they all come in with the guns and just start shooting. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, if you've got an evil villain as a boss, there's plenty of room for James Bond parody, and I guess they, I guess they crammed as much in as possible. What he says, like, hey Homer, what's your least favourite country, France or Italy? France. No one ever says Italy. A lot of anti-French thing going on at the Simpsons. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> another one of my favourite um, moments in episodes when they're having the, the meeting, the UN meeting. Yeah. I think it's the UN meeting. And he goes, my God, the 59 state Brit, maybe it just collapsed on its own. <laughs> you always say that. I want to take a chance. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. We can't take that chance. Yeah. Oh, you always say that. I want to take a chance. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, that's... I don't know what it is, but that episode, you know, it's one of those ones that I can just watch again and again. Mm, Even yeah. at the end with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> just know, don't it's the Denver but... Broncos, isn't it? He wants to own the De- Dallas Cowboys, but he gets the Denver Broncos. That's the one, yeah. Oh, yeah. the Denver Broncos. I just don't understand football, man. <laughs> they're just running about like the balls are bouncing off their helmets and things like that. They are, uh, yeah. I don't know much about American football, but I presume the Denver Broncos are rubbish. Yeah, me too. Um, so if there's any Broncos fans out there, 
Well, uh, well, we're not sorry. It's actually quite funny that your team's so awful that even the Simpsons can make a line off of it. <laughs> Episode six time, James. Yeah, uh, Burns is here. Burns is here. Um, uh, one of my favourite ones, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of my favourite lines. You, boy, what day is this? Why, today? Sir, it's Christmas Day. <laughs> you. <laughs> Again, um, there's a lot of room for parody in this episode. Because... Yeah. Um, uh, there's a lot of subtle parody in there. Obviously, you've got a, um, a Christmas Carol in there with that. Um, but uh, <laughs> again, it takes like a quite a, a, an unusual situation. Like Bart becomes somebody's heir. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of ways to make a lot of cheap gags out of it, but it actually makes the whole episode work um, together. And it's quite a, it's quite a very clever episode. You know how Bart is manipulated to think that his family are evil, but really, you know. Even though he hates his family sometimes, the driving wild, you know, he's yeah. always going to go back to them. And again, it has one of those very silly gags, um, which is the fact that just Homer likes eating flowers. Yeah, go eat some flowers. <laughs> it's just like one of those things is like, why would they even write that in? It's a mysterious trip to yeah. Holland. So that explains his mysterious trip to Holland. So this, this poor family had, was out without a father and a, a husband for a couple of days while he trottled off to Holland to go eat some flowers. <laughs> when he could have gone down like a, a florist or something like that. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I think it's nice to see Bart taking out of like, the, the household and putting it yeah. in with Burns. Because I think Burns is a fantastic character as it is. <laughs> and in, um, was it in The Simpsons? 178th episode spectacular. 37. 137th spectacular. The one presented by Troy McClure when they give you the alternate scene from that episode. Oh, with the um, the robotic Richard Simmons. Yeah. His ass is gonna blow. <laughs> <laughs> shake, shake, shake. <laughs> Do you think that was actually an alternate version? Or do you think they actually wrote that for the episode spectacular? Um, <laughs> I don't know even why it works. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've actually watched the episode um, Birds is Air and somewhere in the background there is a cut out for the door on the side of the stairs really anyway so I presume they were originally yeah. going to put it in but they took it out I don't understand why they wouldn't have took it out I think they would have kept so it so damn ridiculous yeah, it probably was I like the, the current one as well he locked the door I'll show him ding 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but, <laughs> it's another great episode and I, I it's one of those birds. Birds got a lot of uh, episodes in season five. Yeah. And um, I like Birds' episode in season five. The next one is another Birds episode. Um, I think really justifies my belief that Birds is probably one of the best characters on there. Oh, no, he is. I still think my favourite episode of Burns ever is probably the Pin Pals one. <laughs> oh, I've lost a nail. Oh, that's leprosy for you. <laughs> was, Pin, was the Pin Pals episode in our top 20? Um, it was... Um, Oh, what was it called? I don't, you can't remember. Oh, wait, um, Team... No, Team Homer? Was that it? Team Homer? Yeah. I, I believe it to think that it was, actually. Yeah, I think it was. Give, give me a second, I will find out for you. Okay. Um, but, uh... I can't think... Ah, oh, this is the problem, see. I haven't watched this episode in a long time, and I can't think of any lines from it. Which one are you talking just, about? Burns is it? Uh, yeah. There's loads of great lines from that. So, yeah, Team Homer. Team Homer? 20. Oh, good. So it was, it just crept in. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a great episode. Um, and 
I like season five. I think it's probably one of my favourite seasons because it has that sort of that borderline silliness, but still has kept the uh, the serious tone of the earlier seasons. Um, and I think it really it started to peak the golden era of The Simpsons. And, <laughs> I miss it so much, the golden era, James. I do. Well, they all had golden eras. Everything in the life, and now they're gone. It's all gone. It's true. Everything's had its golden era. Nothing's in its prime at the moment. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I, I think Lost has sort of suffered a bit, really. Season 5 has been a bit lame in some places. It's quite slow, isn't it? Yeah, but I think it's working up to a big ending. Yeah, so. definitely. Um, um, by the way, have you seen um, what the final episode is going to be called? The Incident. Yes. So obviously we find out about the incident. The incident. I, it's, I take it that's the purge, what happened to all the Dharma folk. I don't know, we've already seen the purge really, haven't we? Uh, I presume that's actually what happened... I don't know, maybe... I don't know. Thinking the thing is, um, Candle, yeah, Dr. Halliwack, whatever you want to call him, he said that the incident was a thing that led to the swan having to be built and the number having to be pushed. Right, I think we are not talking about the Simpsons here. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry, okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, let's move on. Uh, season, uh, episode five, uh, episode six, sorry. Birds is there, fantastic episode. Carry on with season five, episode five, Rosebud. Rose, Rosebud. Um, the, I love this episode apart from one thing the continuity in this is really terrible because they said that Birds was adopted by a loveless billionaire and there's other uh, for example in Birds' Air there's flashbacks to show that he was raised by quite a rich family which yeah. kind of which kind of pisses me off because it's sort of in the same season and you think they would have noticed that but so it's for the sake of comedy I'm being fickle yes um but um, again, it's quite a bit, of, a, a bit of sweet episode. Seeing how we care for his family, again. But um, you've got birds at his all-time brilliant, especially when he was taking over the TV channels. Yeah, that was fantastic. This sitcom <laughs> is absolutely terrific. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Smithers. I'm home. What? Already? Yes. <laughs> in my imagination, is TV getting worse? It's probably about the same. Look out, Smithers. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually quite like to see that show, though. Yeah, I think that's sort of in itself taking a mockery out of like uh, sitcoms, um, as, you know, yeah, as a whole. But um, it's uh, there's a lot of great moments in that episode as well. Um, it's sort of like the, the struggle between Homer and Burns. Mm. And what I like about this episode, especially the Burns episodes, the way they interact with the Simpsons, is that it carries on like the running joke: that Burns never knows Homer's name. Yeah. And you think about the amount of stuff that Homer and Birds have done over the series, and he still can't remember his name. It's, it's it just adds more to it, isn't it? Uh, again, I can't think of any quotes from this. I can remember the Kent, the Kent Brockman newscast. And it's like the bear may even be in your own home right now, being yeah. held up by <laughs> a loved one. <laughs> Maggie, get that moldy old bear out of the way. Moldy, old. I'm gonna get something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and I like Barney as well when he goes up to home with the revolver. <laughs> just give him what he wants. Oh, Barney, leave me alone. <laughs> Shuts the door and suddenly you hear this bang go off at a woman's scream. <laughs> Another very dark moment. Um, Barney's fantastic. 
Um, I'm going to leave The Simpsons here because I ha- I've been a fool and haven't watched these episodes in a while. And um, plus, I think, I think I... we should have a marathon for a viewing of our next three episodes before we air next time. I think that's um, so. Anyway, uh, number seven, you only move twice. Um, Birds is air number six, and uh, number five, uh, Rosebud. Brilliant. Uh, next for uh, next episode, we've got three more, um, and then the episode after that, we've got the number one. So. The number one episode, which if you're smart, so, you'll know what it is. Yes, uh, I'm pretty sure you might be figuring out what the top four might be now. Mm. Uh, it's all good. I think we should move on to. Um, well, I just want to talk about the new series of In Between Us. Oh yeah, let's quickly talk that about that quickly. Um, this week's episode wasn't as good as last week's. It wasn't, but it still had some absolutely fantastic I, I think Last week's one with Neil and that fish. <laughs> it sticks the, with you, doesn't it? It was one of the greatest comedy moments I've ever seen. And I, was, I went to watch it again on 4OD, and it got underneath for the episode. It said no fish were harmed in the making of this episode. Really? <laughs> so obviously someone complained. Yeah. But um, <laughs> again... In between us has got a, a really sort of pure eye of humour to it, but it's it's that good. I think they just... Well, the thing is, it's actually surprisingly accurate on how life in a sixth form can be for people. I, I when I was in sixth form, those four people I could relate to. The people. Oh, no, definitely. Was... Neil slightly less so. Yeah. But uh, I think Neil is going to be like the one that does something big. Yeah, I think maybe he's the one who's going to get laid first or something, without even realising. Yeah, I think that could be what happens. Um, sort of say, they see um, both episodes this season have had some real show-stopping moments, and both really relied on Simon's dick. <laughs> that bit as well, when obviously he was mucking around with the girl, and that kid yeah. just comes on and pushes him over. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the best lines actually from that episode where, when that girl's fondling him in the corner. And he's just looking at the three of them, and Neil just goes, I don't really like it when he makes eye contact. That <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was absolutely terrific. And obviously, the, the previous episode is when um, Simon stood up in the boat and he's just got naked. A, completely naked for, for a sock on it. <laughs> Carly! <laughs> oh, Neil, you put a sock on it. <laughs> It's, it's just so many double take moments I mean, you have to watch them again and you don't realise what happened yeah it's, um, <laughs> I just <laughs> oh I've got a giggle fit now because I watched that <laughs> and the giggle was an awful lot this episode yeah, well, I'm a lot laid back today it seems to suck yeah. but um, I, I love the in between it I think it's I'm very thankful of you um, introducing me because it was terrific terrific comedy one of the best on TV at the moment. About oh, no, absolutely. And it's one of those shows that gladly is doing quite short seasons and I don't think it will lose its prime for quite a while. No. And they've done something which Skins failed to do in the sense... Well, they've done a lot that Skins failed to do. But in the sense that they haven't decided to do one season for each year of Sixth Form. Because having the in-betweeners go off to uni would probably be a mistake after just two seasons. Yeah. And the fact is, you know, they're doing one series for each term. I mean, we're only, like, in January now, I suppose, for the in-betweeners. Mm, in right. doing year 12. So it's going to go on for a while. The problem we're going to have is, obviously, them being, what, 27 after four seasons and things like that. Yeah. That, yeah, definitely, that's definitely going to be a problem. But, but, yeah, I agree with, like, the way they're doing it. It's a lot... 
a lot much more better. You know, it gives yeah. a lot more time for sort because you don't get a lot of character development in there in the show yeah. anyway. Like, it gives you a lot of time. To you it. don't really need character development. Oh, no, you just all you need to do is hear, established as they are. All you need to do is hear Jay talk for five seconds, and you understand what kind of character he is. Yeah. Uh, so, some of the stuff he comes out with as well. <laughs> <laughs> And the fact that he did it, he wrote 11 Valentine's cards to himself. With his left hand. <laughs> and I <was> like... <laughs> when, when Will's reading one out, out loud and Jay's mouthing it to himself as well, exactly as it is on the card. Either he wrote that himself or he's that obsessed with it, but we all know which way. But I love the way that Will's clocked onto him and he knows that Jay's making it up and he just... Rips it into him every time. But, uh, he doesn't uh, even seem to mind, though, does he? <laughs> I think Jay thinks that he's right. He's made up all these stories, but he believes they have actually happened. <laughs> On the boat, when he says, Oh, yeah, me and my friend took a pedal out into Spain and pedaled to Africa. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but um, <laughs> Jay's fantastic. Uh-huh. He's easily with the best character in that. Him and Neil. Well, they all are. They're all brilliant. Oh, yeah, Simon's a bit boring, really. I, I like, I like you Simon. You need a normal character within all those three. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up. In between okay, is up. good. Uh, it's, on Wednesday. Yeah, it's on Wednesday. Uh, 10 o'clock. No, Thursday. Thursday. I just want to make a few lost um, things. Okay, okay. You know, we were talking about the Jate and the skates earlier. Yeah. We've got a couple more. This is okay. for the benefit of Joe. Um, who's there? Um, we've got uh, Jamliet, <laughs> James and Juliet. Yep. Uh, chances of that happening? Ninety-nine percent. Um, Joliet. <laughs> Can you see where this is going? Joliet. Who's that? Joe and Juliet. Which one's Joe? Joe does the podcast. Oh. Uh, he did the quiz. Sorry. Yeah. Fool. And finally. Jalair. Jalair. James and Claire. Tom doesn't get one. Okay, let's see what you can get. Um... I want to- I want toilet. <laughs> 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 Tom and Julia. Toilet. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's a shame Tom was gay in the in the in the series. They would have been brilliant. <laughs> I tell you what, the, the lost family community would have had a field day. It would. <laughs> Toilet. That's brilliant. Ah. Um, who else is there? Obviously, you've got Kate as well, so. Tate. Yep. That just makes sense, so it's boring. Mm-hmm. Um, Tear. Who? Who's that? Claire. 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 So, yeah. Tun. I really. <laughs> no, I, I, if if I had to choose any character to get it on with, it would I would have it would have to be Des Tom. Des Tom, Desmond. Or Tosmond. He was back in the last episode. Yeah, and probably got shot. Yeah, but he beat Ben up. Yeah, he did. He beat him. Yeah. He got his uh, he got his lead on. <laughs> he he he. Yeah, good bit. I'd like to see the Desmania coming back into Lost now. Desmania, yay! I introduced you to that word. I'm very glad you did. I love yeah. Des. He's one of the best characters. Right out.
Um, I just want to address this, um, seeing as you've now heard the quiz, but have wait, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll assume they've heard the quiz at this point. I'm very sorry for letting down the Super Fun Happy Hour team. Yeah, Tom, I'm just <sighs> disappointed. Is the word? I'm going to render. I don't. I. I, I have nothing to say in my defence except that I picked up Joe saying queef after I said shit for the under for the America drinking age question. The reason why uh, Tom lost is very simple. He didn't get any uh, enough questions right. And let's be honest, I didn't think the questions were that hard. No, they weren't that hard. I, uh, the problem was, I don't know, I guess I just wasn't in a quizzy mood. Get busy with the quizzy. Exactly. Well, James, I suppose in two weeks' time you'll be facing an adversary to be confirmed, but I'm sure it will be someone witty and brilliant off of Muse Live. I expect so, yes. I look forward to it. Um, I think uh, I'll just quickly mention, if you wish to be an applicant... You, contact us at a usual place all you need is an internet connection a microphone some speakers and skype actually preferably headphones because um, yeah. you don't want the, it re uh, bouncing back into the mic yeah that's true but everyone has headphones these days if you don't why not exactly okay tom as your punishment for uh, for losing the super fun happy quiz uh, unfortunately I want you to do the outro, including all the Twitter email links in the style of Daniel Faraday. I accept. Okay, off you go. That's all we've got time for on the, um, on the, on the Super Fun Happy Hour um, podcast this week. Um, but, um, ne- ne- next week, we've got our Simpsons episodes 4, 3, and 2, and a lot more to be conf- confirmed later on the blog. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, please contact us at uh, superfunhappyhour at ymail.com or, uh, or our blog link. Uh, James, I forgot the blog link. Um, that's okay. Don't worry. Carry on. Carry on, Daniel. Uh, wait, uh, I'll, I'll uh, kill Charlotte again. Uh, uh, oh, wait, wait. Uh, don't, don't do that. Also get our Twitter, uh, it's the SFHH podcast. Is that it? That's it, yeah. (laughs) Podcast uh, and uh, and, uh, much, much more. uh, James's uh, Twitter, which is, yeah, it's James, or one word. And me, Tom Phillip, T-O-M-M-P-H-I-L-I-P, uh, uh, thank you for listening to the uh, Super Fun Happy Hour, making Happy Hour a bit ironic uh, since 2009, and uh, we'll see you in uh, uh, two weeks. That's, that's, the, that's you, the best thing I've ever heard in my life. You bastard. All you need now is a rain back, right? A binoculars <laughs> and a school, and you'd be a paedophile. <laughs> 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 I apologise for that heavy listening in that outro. <laughs> heavy listening, heavy, heavy, heavy breathing, and heavy listening. People are like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> They'll know what's going on here. You challenged me to do that it. That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you made me do it now.
Oh, okay. Thank you very much for listening. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from Daniel Faraday. <laughs> Don't go all shy on me now. <laughs> Welcome back to the Super Fun Happy Hour. It's been about three seconds since James stopped recording and he's realised that it's birthday tomorrow and he wanted to post about it. Yeah, it's it. my birthday tomorrow, April the 13th. So, um, James, what exactly are you, have you got planned for tomorrow? Honestly? Nothing. Yep. Nope. Actually, I might... He's going to... Uh, what? I'm going to what? Fab. <laughs> yeah. To Boxy. Boxy. Everyone should check out Boxy, by the way, if you haven't. There's actually a website link on there. Uh, I will provide. It's the story of Boxy. It's quite sad, actually. Um, story. Hasn't YouTube's banned him from making any more videos? I don't know what's going on. Four <laughs> Chan has a horrible reputation for mucking up people's videos. <laughs> but um, no, I will not be fapping to Boxy tomorrow on my birthday. Okay, I'll fine. watch Lost instead. Oh, that's fair enough. That's your factor lost instead. <laughs>